to Relaunch Live Podcast. Relaunch Live Podcast. Talking all things real estate, the strategies that build it, and sharing their own life-changing growth plans. They are two of the most dynamic people in the business with one common goal. To make you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Welcome to the Relaunch Live Podcast with your hosts, Veronica Figueroa and Jeff Lobb. Yeah, baby. We're back. Welcome back, everyone. Super pumped to be here. And I think this is maybe, I think this is the first uh, continuation, right? Yep. I know we talked about a couple people that we definitely want to have back because they brought so much value. But, you know, welcome back to Relaunch Live, guys, where you get, to, you know, re-inspired. You get to rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired for your business and your real estate business, right? And it's also life. But, you know, just recently we had these two special guests and they just had so much energy and so much value that they brought that Jeff and I were like, we got to bring it back. We got to bring it back quick because people were wanting more and, you know, just kind of, you know, you hear all these people that talk about how they built something, but they don't give, let's say, the meat and potatoes and you know, like the how-to steps. Well, not Andres and Kelly. Andres and Kelly really want to help you. They're just amazing leaders and givers and, you know, young so hungry and dynamic that they're excited to share. And they also come from a mindset of abundance. Um, so they agreed to come back and say, hey, we, we still have so much more to share. So Jeff, I know that this was a big, you know, big, uh, um, I would say goal for us was to make sure that when we brought people on, that people who were listening could actually take something and implement into their business. Yeah. Um, and the first go around when you guys were here, you inspired us and there were already things people were wanting to do. Now they want, you know, we're excited to bring you back and say like, take us from step one, right? Jeff, I think you have a series of, of goals with these questions and, and where, where you want this to go. And Andres and Kelly, I've just watched your magic over the years and I've seen you not only partner with people, run multiple projects at a time, you know, like really, really grow your portfolio. So take us uh, through Jeff's uh, wisdom and his great. Uh, <laughs> well, look, I know when I, I left the last session we did with questions of my own, I'm like, I still got more. Wait, I still want to know more. Um, Cause look, you know, look, real estate's a wonderful lifestyle, whether you're either selling it, buying it, living in it, creating families, creating wealth. There's so many people think it's like a one box thing. Real estate's got such diversity, right? And you guys, are the perfect example of the diversity of real estate for your flipping stuff. You're getting to Airbnbs. you got all this cool stuff going on, but I'm sure it all didn't start there. And I'm sure there were a lot of mistakes. And we're also seeing some media talking about either Airbnbs, pros and cons. So I think we want to break it down today, guys. I think we want to kind of, we heard about how you kind of got into your first one. You told us that story, you know, you, you sacrificed, you lived in one, you figured it all out, got creative. But let's talk about, you know, some of the things that you need to look forward to. Like if I was going to go out and find my first Airbnb, you know, what's selling the best? What are some of the things I should avoid? Like guide me down that path of maybe what kind of areas should I look in that's going to give me the best return since you've done all the homework? Right. Yeah. So I would say, uh, oh, by the way, thank you so much for having us back. Uh, it's uh, an honor and a pleasure to uh, to be with you guys. Um so, yeah, so I would say the, the biggest mistakes that we made at first was um, just kind of just, you know, um, going in and just doing daily rentals anywhere that we wanted to, right, uh, without looking into rules and regulations of the counties and the cities. 
Um, and, you know, I think, you know, it started in 2016 and in 2018, you know, we had probably like 15 or 20 units running at that time. And in all our properties at the same time, we got like code violations, code violations here. Uh, you need to stop your business or you're going to get like a thousand dollar fine. Right. Yeah. And uh, we just didn't know what to do. Uh, and we didn't really um, ask before starting to do it. So if I were to do it all over again and, um, you know, in, in today's day and age, now it's you know more relevant. The, all the counties and cities know about Airbnb. I would say do your research and talk to the county and the city uh, prior to starting your own business. And um, and I would say that there are niches, right? There are cities that allow daily rentals. So I would focus on those uh, communities. Like, for example, if you want to be on the uh, West Coast, for example, close to like, um, you know, uh, the St. Petersburg area, Largo, the city of Largo has allowed daily rentals. So you could go there, you can buy a property and you could set up an Airbnb and you could do daily rentals and nobody could call you uh, for, you know, for like a code violation or anything because it is already legitimate. Um, and on the East Coast, uh, Melbourne, the city of Melbourne has allowed daily rentals. Um, you know, so in these, let's say two two different locations, th those are just two examples of, of the biggest ones, East Coast and West Coast beaches, by the way. Yeah, we're talking uh, Florida, right? So you guys are in Florida for those listening. But you know, exactly. in mind, I did, I was speaking to a lot of condo owners, especially where I used to have some, I used to have a few condos down in Florida back in the day. And I was chit-chatting about them like, oh, if I only had that condo and I didn't sell it, I could Airbnb it. And they're like, no, they changed the rules. You can't Airbnb it because now some many units are trying to get anti Airbnb because they don't want the churn. They want right. You know. So how, I'm curious if this happened to you. Have you owned a property already that was an Airbnb and then they changed the rules after you owned it? No, with that, because well, as, as far as the ones that we personally buy, we never buy on HOA communities. So the regulations will then it hasn't happened. Um, but what happened was whenever we started, the county and the city didn't really have any type of regulation at all. It wasn't even something that, that, that they knew. Airbnb was just getting the word out there. So there wasn't a way to, but not in that case specifically. Okay. Cause I, I was just thinking if I bought a place that came to mind as you were saying that, but I it bought a place, I Airbnb it and all of a sudden they changed the rules. Like the town decides they're going to put a rule in place now. You know, we don't know what, whether something can be grandfathered or not, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking as a new potential person into Airbnb-ish, do I have to worry about somebody changing the rules on me? And I guess we don't know that just yet. Unless That's a great question. That's a great but it could happen, and, it, and it, has, it has happened. It could happen. That's why one of the most important things is before actually buying that property, you got to make sure that the numbers make sense, wow. even if it's not an Airbnb. So okay. if it doesn't make sense being a long-term rental or if you could live in the property, then you will be safe, more safe than 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 just basing the numbers on your Airbnb profit. Great okay, point. Right. And I think yeah. after experiencing what we experienced during the pandemic, right, the Airbnb market took a pretty big hit. The hospitality industry took a big hit. You know, of course, I know people continue to Airbnb even when they shouldn't have, but... Um, for the most part, how many properties did you guys have to turn into long-term rental during that? If, you know, just as a, as a backup during the transition, did you guys, uh, during the pandemic, did you guys have, find yourself having to, to do that? Or were you able to have enough funds to hold while you waited to see what was going to happen? So we only had about, I would say about a month, month and a half where there was not a lot of bookings. Um, and we did transition from daily rentals to technically corporate housing. So we went to you know, a, a little bit of a different market. 
Um, you know, we did have reserves, so that really helped out. Um, but yeah, we, we transitioned probably within like 45 days. And I think we had at that time around like 30 or 32 units. Um, and we turned into this new corporate rental where it's, it's a little bit of a different market. It's not really vacation rental. It's mainly for uh, contractors, right? So we started hosting a lot of people that were working for FEMA or a lot of construction workers uh, or a lot of uh, people who have government contracts who are here for one, two, three, four months at a time. Uh, obviously, nurses. Um, we transitioned into that. And, you know, that's, that's another good tip. Uh, a lot of the counties and cities, you know, don't... Uh, they don't really have a lot of regulations for for that type of thing so so that's also a good uh a good great issue. question great question yeah. definitely uh could see how that you know today it's an airbnb and what if you know what if it changes just never gonna know but have a backup that you could at least you know the numbers work to where it can turn into a long-term rental so great question let's go over those numbers then. what do you guys look for in numbers then so you know everyone's like oh should you break even i mean i know we look for in certain investment properties but these are usually single families not multis right so how do you look at numbers and what do you find it to be good as a rental and then what's the airbnb multiplier look like yeah so yeah whenever we're looking for uh for houses um we always look for properties that are going to be at least uh two or three different units um, just so we can have, you know, a strong ROI. We already know, uh, usually like the two or three bedrooms are going to gross around 3000 to 3,500 a month. And then the studio apartments are going to gross anywhere from like 1500 to $2,000 a month. So we at least want to be grossing, uh, on each property minimum $5,000 a month. Um, and then usually our all in costs are about 2,500 a month per property, depending on, you know, where we're buying. Um, we want to cash flow at least a thousand dollars a month net after all expenses on each property. Um, and, and the, the properties are very important. We, you know, we, we want to buy properties that are unique in the sense that they're, they're a little bit bigger than normal, uh, that have the right floor plans. So we can divide them into, um, two or three different units. Um, and, uh, we'll find that, yeah. I got to interrupt you say that I find that so intriguing because I don't think people, including myself, do not envision the Airbnb taking like a three bedroom home and turning it into like three units. I think people think, okay, I'm going to buy a cool like ranch and I'm going to rent it out to a family or Airbnb to a family that's just going to use the house. They sure. don't feel like I'm going to take a house, divide up rooms and bathrooms and make it three units because I guess maybe in most markets that, you know, we're not allowed to do that in some structural things, but that's amazing. I think it varies. Yeah. It varies a lot. And, uh, uh, and uh, not, it's, there's not like one is the right way and another one is the wrong way to do it. What I think is it, it really varies depending first of the location and then second, what you are looking to do and then the time that you want to be invested in. If you want to do something that's unique, buying a range, having it in a, um, in a location that's going to be more more unique, that's going to also be a really good way of making it and, it's, and it could be very profitable. If you're going to all uh, focus on that niche of the uniqueness, especially with the changes that Airbnb has been uh, implementing lately, which we were talking a little bit about that, which is actually they are focusing on these type of properties. They actually have a, one of the, like the filters that you can look when you look for listings, they name it as OMG. And OMG 
is any type of property that is just out of out of the normal out of the out of what you're looking you're usually looking to do so it is very profitable as well it's just a different way of doing it since we are more focused on the long-term wealth and we want to actually spread out and build a portfolio that's why we've been focusing on doing it this way is actually faster to scale it that way because we have more options, more doors, but you can do either or. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I always look at too, I think, and we started chat about this earlier. A lot of times it's not just about that. It's really about the location and the experience, right? We're seeing some of the craziest things or locations and properties be Airbnb, um, tiny homes or a location that's like, like a tree house or something in the middle of the like, balls. like I'm like, so I'm intrigued by that too, but you guys stay in areas that obviously you can make full-time rentals if they didn't stay Airbnbs. Right. So that's a smart play. I got it either way. Exactly. Um, yeah. What, so what stuff, um, I mean, so which one do you think is more popular then? Is it going to be the unique location or the more practical stuff from what you've seen? Um, the market is guiding more towards the uniqueness and that's what Airbnb is given more focus and more exposure on. So I think that's a good thing of focusing if you're just getting into the business, because that's kind of the way it's being routed. But it's not going to be bad if you do the normal one anyway, because at the end of the day, hotels are still being built and there is a hotel everywhere you can imagine, right? Just like there is a hotel in every little city, even as small as it could be, that means there is a possibility as well for an Airbnb. Yep. So either or, I think it, it has to be more depending on how involved do you want to be on it. Um, if you have more rentals, if you divide this one Airbnb into three, there's definitely going to be more management as well with that. So if you have, if you're managing yourself, it's going to be easier if you have something unique compared to having multiple units. That means you're going to have to pretty much outsource it, create a new business and let somebody else take care of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, cause then, you know, next thing comes to mind, you hit that, you said the word actually. So I'm going to ask it is I find my first Airbnb place. I buy it right. Financing done. So the maintenance of it and the, the, the management of it, if you will, how easy or hard is it and what's it going to cost me? Sure. So, uh, so we've, um, you know, in the beginning, I always wanted to have control of the property management. Um, you know, we had a couple of properties, we were managing it ourselves. And, you know, once we scaled up to about 10 properties, we decided to hire our first um, property manager. And, and nowadays, I think it's, it's totally doable. You know, we, we live in a global economy. And we have to take um, advantage of the fact that the dollar is very strong compared to the rest of the country, the rest of the world. And we have hired, um, you know, we have a VA. We have a couple of VAs, one for our real estate business and one for our uh, Airbnb business, you know. Um, and that's pretty much one of the best ways to, to leverage, right? Um, hiring a VA to be able to take care of the communication, which is probably the biggest uh, thing with, with Airbnb. You can train that person to, you know, just be you, right? um be nice be gentle be loving uh and communicate with any handyman repair so we we run everything through airbnb or not through airbnb through whatsapp and um and essentially we put our va uh in communication with um all our handyman so in case anything uh arises boom she's in direct communication um with everybody and she's handling everything uh you know at, at the same time and and we save you know 15 to 20 percent 
because if you're going out of state, you're probably going to have to hire a property manager and they're going to be anywhere from 15 to 25%, which is a pretty large uh, percentage of your profits. So if, if I were to go anywhere else, I would, I would definitely try to implement having your own property management in place because it really isn't that, you know, it's not that bad. To be honest with you, if you if you can hire a VA and you can you know pay her a couple hundred bucks a month, you could definitely you know scale you know much faster that way. Um, and more than the VA, I think um, the, the the person is going to be the, that's going to do the cleaning. If right. you can find that, let's say one person or two people that are going to be that you trust that can be available, uh, that's mainly what you need. The cleaning people are going to be able to not only do the cleaning for the property but also somehow be your manager because they're, they're the ones that are going to be going the most constantly to the property every time we have a check-in and check-out. So in, uh, also on top of the cleaning, they're going to be checking and seeing what's missing, what's broken, um, what needs to be bring up today, and, and those type of things. So you need the cleaning person, you need a handyman, or maybe more than one handyman that's available at all times on call, and the um the the va person i think that if you have whenever you're gonna start like if you're gonna start with one property anywhere from like one to five properties average i think is doable for the homeowner to manage it themselves having the cleaning person a va and a handyman it is doable it's not gonna take that extreme amount of time uh, but if you're gonna scale more than five properties it is recommended to either hire another property management company or build your own complete company and then just having the right uh you know software technology to be able to help you uh first run your numbers obviously air dna is one of the one of the biggest ways to do to be able to on, on how much money you're going to make yes yeah, so hold on Hold on one second. And then, and a little bit. That was once you actually, you know, buy first possible is is one of the the softwares that we use that really do help. You can basically. Andres, real quick. I don't know if you can hear me. It's called was, hospital. Yeah, like I want to make sure we repeat that. Yeah, because you did cut off on that. You said hospitable is the platform that you use. Yeah. The other one that you mentioned. Air DNA. Yes, yeah. So AirDNA is what we use to run the comps. Uh, AirDNA basically has uh, all the information uh, for you know how much your neighbor is making on Airbnb, what the average market rental is, what the occupation is for the whole community, uh, whether it's an A, B, or C location to purchase in. You know, and they have uh, information all over the market. They have Airbnb and VRBO numbers. Uh, so you could know, you know, wh who's making the most amount of money. How much money did they gross? Literally, they have all this information piled up on uh, on AirDNA. So that's that's one of the biggest things that uh, that tools that we have uh, to be able to start the business. Go go in AMV rated markets. You know, that's that's one of the biggest things. Uh, once you get into the business, Hospitable is the uh, is one of the apps that we use to automate a lot of the communication. Uh, they have uh, AI, which is great. So you know, you can pre-record um, messages. So if somebody's asking me, "Hey, uh, would you want to give, or can I can I give you a discount, or can you give me a discount?" It all we can already write a predetermined uh, answer for that. If they, you know, write if there's any pets, we can talk about the pet fee. So it does help facilitate a lot of things. 
also there's automatic reviews within hospitable so also having the technology is, is one of the biggest things um, we also have a tool for uh, for pricing so all the hotels usually have you know they have uh, you know technology that back right they're daily and tracking the demand and supply sorry you're, uh, you're up, but they're at the last and, and their prices you break up the weight and so we use they got it i think was that? A, it was a slight lag and it's like you're giving such goodness and it's like wait what was that so we got, <laughs> we got hospitals yeah. what was the other one that you said you use that hotels use as well Okay, the pricing is that uh, there's two different ones, either Beyond Pricing or Price Labs. Okay. Those are the two most popular ones um, that um, that people are using now. Um, I hear that Price Labs is a lot more competitive, a lot better priced than Beyond Pricing, but right now they actually just just tapped it out and they're not allowing any more people to come in. So that's how busy they are. But yeah, if, hey, if Price um, Labs is not allowed, then Beyond Pricing. I have another question. Do you use, um, is it, uh, what is it, a turnover Airbnb, uh, which is one, which is the the management for your cleaning? So turnover is a good one to do. Turnover is a really good one to, to find the cleaners. So if you don't have that one person that's going to be going every time to clean your property, you have the option of going on turnover Airbnb, connecting your calendar, and then you will get a request for every time you need a cleaning. That way you don't have to go, like if you're personally not there, this is perfect idea for managing properties that are, um, I mean, if you're not personally there. So turnover Airbnb. Um, there's another one that we like to use as well. It's called Task Rabbit. And task private is amazing for finding handymans. Anybody that has to be done with either an electrician, a plumber, uh, just a handyman, anything that has to be done, these are things that you're always going to need for sure. There is always little things that are breaking. So task private is pretty good. And the same thing, you, you just put your request. That request gets seen by multiple people that have already uploaded their profile. They also have reviews from their past jobs. You can see photos and things like that. So it's a very like trustful community, just like similar to Airbnb, where you can go and, and, and find a good match and negotiate the pricing and things like that. Awesome. You guys are just full of knowledge. I love it. There's a couple other, uh, you know, apps and tools that you guys use. And I'm just grateful for you guys just dropping these bombs, even with just, you know, the, the hospitable, beyond pricing, air DNA, to turnover, you know, task, you name it. Um, you guys are awesome and just so willing to share and give. Um, I understand you guys also will partner with people who need help launching their first Airbnb, whether it's not just purchasing it, but even the design and the, um, the management or the, you know, how to stage it. Is that something that you guys are still doing? If someone wanted to hit you up and say like, ah, walk me through my first one. Is there an, a, a JV opportunity for certain properties that I think you mentioned in the last um, call, uh, the last um, podcast you guys were on, but I just want to clarify if that is something that you guys do. 
I think uh, we're open for options. Uh, anything and everything is negotiable in this life. Right now, what we're focusing on is uh, mainly doing consultations. Okay. So if anybody wants to start their Airbnb, we can walk with them through like the very beginning, which is even before actually getting into Airbnb. As, as you guys know, there is a couple of steps that we have to be prepared before even thinking about buying a property. So if you are in that stage of just thinking about buying the property, or if you already actually own the property and you want to turn it into an Airbnb, it's going to be a different scenario and different story. We're not going to package you in a, in a set thing and just have you go through whatever we have fixed. We're going to just be open uh, through a conversation, basically a consultation. So yeah, anybody that wants to learn more about it, we can definitely consult them. And then as the conversation go, we can offer them the different options that we can come up come across with wow so awesome. much goodness i mean i i feel like i walk away i can walk away so much more knowledgeable right now and i actually have i don't know six airbnbs or five airbnbs because you guys inspire me you're like Titi. you guys call me Titi. i don't know guys inside joke they call me <laughs> um but they've inspired me and i think um i'm up to like 11 doors right now we're up to 11 doors congratulations amazing Thank you. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of fun and I've learned and applied a lot of the principles that they've taught just by going to some of their masterminds, some of the things that they teach. So they are such a wealth of knowledge and, you know, a big advocate of, you know, people building wealth and, and really positioning themselves to take advantage of, of, you know, the opportunities that are out there, not just selling real estate to your buyers and sellers, which of course we love, but also making sure you're getting your slice and your fair advantage of the opportunities that are out there. So I'm just so grateful, Jeff. I mean, I think you might have maybe a few more questions. If not, I mean, what, what this young dynamic, you know, husband and wife team, we got to let them go out and acquire more properties, but what you got for them? So, I mean, I only have one last one and it's probably one that most people have because we hear all the upsides and all the revenue and the dollars, but I just, I think there's a lot of questions people don't know is if something went bad, like if the tenant did a really bad job and made a mess and I, just help me understand what protections are in place from a, either security or Airbnb-ish or, or am I out of pocket? Just real quick, take us through that and I want to wrap this baby up. Sure. So the good thing about Airbnb is that uh, they have a $1 million liability policy. So if there's anything that goes wrong, we're, you know, we're secured up to a million dollars. On top of that, we have our home insurance, right? And then umbrella insurance is very, very cheap to get as well. But uh, we've never had any major issues, to be honest. We've hosted thousands of people. And, you know, you, you do think that like, oh, my God, you know, all these things are going to happen. At the end of the day, it's just you got to You got to get over that. There's there's a mental block sometimes with this business. And um, most of the things that you're thinking in your head that are going to happen are most likely not going to happen. I mean, we, we have some really funny stories uh, of things that, that have happened, but none of them have been very, very serious. And we're on uh, in a lot of uh, Airbnb forums. And most of the time, nothing really happens. Um, but, but if it does happen, yeah. you do. You are covered by a one you million have, dollar policy. Yeah, you do have that insurance. Airbnb serves. Liability. And then, you know, if people throw parties or if they break little things like that, usually you, all you have to do is just go into the resolution center with Airbnb, you know, as long as you take pictures, as long as you uh, show them uh, receipts Proof. of everything that you've purchased, nine times out of 10, usually the, uh, you know, the guests will actually pay. And if they don't pay, a lot of the times Airbnb does pay. So at the end of the day, you know, we do have, you know, a small percentage of the profits go toward um, things that you do need to keep buying, like towels, linens, yeah, stuff like that, uh, cups, you know, it's just, it's part of the business. Hey, Andres, mm -hmm. real quick. But at the so end of the day, I, I mean, it just comes from the profit. You're making so 
yeah, you're running a business. You can't run a business thinking that you're not going to make investments and improvements and continue to maintain the property like any other business. Um, Andres, really great point. And Jeff, great question of the things that can go wrong. Um, I personally went and I changed all the towels in all of our Airbnbs, no white towels. Um, did the white towel policy or the stained towel policy uphold? I think there was a... Uh, there was a debate on that, but like if there are stained towels, like you as an Airbnb host, you want to make sure you watch certain things, like make sure your cleaners are paying attention to these things. I think there was a policy that if there were stained towels, like the, the you know, um, it was negative against the owners, right, to where even people could ask for full refunds back. So um, I think that they were fighting that because of, you know, like putting um and making sure you know the airbnb owners were taken care of but like things like your towels guys make sure you have extreme um you know detailed instructions make sure your cleaners are looking at the towels make sure that they're not raggedy um because i'd hate to see a beautiful airbnb there are people out there who look for the loopholes and if you're not keeping your you know your cleaners or the people who are upkeeping your properties aware of what those updates you know, are, you could find yourself uh, being worked, you know, somebody, there's people who work the system. Yeah, mm -hmm. they, know the system. they play the game in any business too. Are you allowed to have cameras? Is that, is that a rule you can't have cameras? Yeah, you can't have cameras inside the property. You can Not have inside. a, um, you know, you can have like your ring outside. Uh, you have to disclose yeah. obviously that you have it. Um, you can have, yeah, only only on the exterior. Only exterior, but you do. No you are allowed property. to, and you can do it if you if you give them the notice. Okay. And uh, one of the things that I want to touch on base really quick, too, is uh, even before even thinking about an Airbnb, I think uh, some of the things that, like, the points that helped us through this business was um, some principles that we've been following. And um, these principles are the NAREP 10 principles. Um, if you guys have heard of NAREP, it's the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And one of those principles is the number three is living below your means and be ready for the next recession. That's definitely one of the things that I um, consider has helped us a lot just because the uh, it's not really um, about how much money you are making about how much money you're retaining and what is it that you are spending your things on so even though we grew from one door to over 50 doors we're still living the same way we we started and we're still in our uh, one car garage converted so when a lot of people come and ask us hey guys how did you do it how can i do it my first thing to them is going to be them telling look at these principles make sure you're following them because they're not only going to help you in your real estate life in general but everything around to make sure you get in that path of just wellness uh financial freedom the american dream in general so these are things that are, are good to to keep in mind to consider that beyond all this business setup and the structure and everything you just have to go back to the basics they eh? remain uh, remembering that to make sure you're going to be uh, having a good out outcome at the end wow wow what, what a great way to close up i mean perfect. honestly andres kelly you guys are so inspiring at such a young age you know, you guys are so blessed and you're blessing others. Thank you for sharing that message. Go check out the NAREP 10. Um, Andres, Kelly and I served on a board together and it is about educating and empowering people. Um, so thank you for bringing that up. Check out the NAREP 10 principles. You can Google them and they uh, talk about not just financial wealth, but, you know, wealth 
in general as a human being and in life. And you can apply those principles to any business. Um, you guys are amazing. You guys are so inspiring. You truly do represent what Relaunch Live is about, where you can rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. And Jeff, I think this one was a home run. Thank oh, you for encouraging them to come Thank back. You guys. <laughs> We've got Kelly and Andres's handle, um, social media handle. Follow them. As you can see, they are a wealth of knowledge and happy and open to consult you if you are looking to get started in your Airbnb business. Uh, mention that you saw them on Relaunch Live or that you heard them. We obviously are on multiple stream uh, platforms. Jeff, you want to kind of let everybody know, remind them where they can find us, yeah. share, like. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcast, all just pretty much every podcast platform in the universe. We're there. Um, so look for it, especially now streaming to YouTube too. So find us on YouTube. Oh, nice. Watch this on YouTube. Um, we are also streaming to Facebook and other pages as well on IG. So um, we got some great feedback in the comments. I can't even get to all the comments that are piping through. Um, but if you hit some of the socials, some people are saying thank you, great stuff. Um, you know, a whole bunch of really fun stuff. So kudos to you guys for sharing it. And uh, we're going to wrap it from here, kid. This yeah, this is what it's all about. Relaunch Live. Rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired. Go get your next Airbnb. We'll see you guys next time. Let's do it. Bye. Thank you, guys. You guys rock. You've been listening to the Relaunch Live podcast, helping you rethink, reimagine, and be re-inspired in your life and business. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. Find the show on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. See you next time.